Hello, everybody. Dr. Joe Vitale here with another Hypnotic Gold audio treasure for you, and I'm very excited. One of my favorite people on the planet is going to be interviewed by me, and it's one of the, my favorite concepts that I've been teaching around the world to all kinds of audiences. This is something we're going to be teaching you, something you can use personally, professionally, in all aspects of your life. So first of all, who am I talking to and about? I'm talking to and about Mindy Odlin. Mindy Odlin brings the power of possibility to people around the world. She's the author of a brand new book that you must have. It's called What If It All Goes Right? What If It All Goes Right? Mindy helps individuals and organizations align their mindset with their highest potential. As the founder of the What If Up Club, Mindy brings her process to grassroots teams across the nation, encouraging networking, masterminding, and the spiritually oriented social action projects that promote a more peace-filled world. Mindy was the founding spiritual leader for Unity Church of Wimberley and the founder of Unity FM, Unity's online radio network. She grew the network to more than 100,000 listeners in her first two years and enjoyed working with many of the most influential spiritual teachers and thought leaders of our time, including Eckhart Tolle, Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, Byron Katie, and more, including me. So currently, Mindy enjoys bringing the power of the What If Up process to schools, professional organizations, nonprofits, and spiritual groups of all denominations. She enjoys coaching entrepreneurs, small business owners, and the newly self-employed to apply spiritual principles to their business practices in a way that grows their business and nourishes their spirit. Mindy, I hope you're on the line. I'm right here. All right. I'm thrilled to be here. It just so happens you're one of my favorite people, too. So this is a a great, uh, I'm very honored to, to be here with you and be able to connect with your hypnotic gold crew this is exciting well these people are all after tools that work in other words they're trusting me to find the experts out there that teach and do things that make a difference in their lives they're they're more balanced in the sense that the hypnotic gold members don't just want money they want happiness they want that balance in their lives where they have family and friends and the tools of life and the toys of life but they also want to make a difference in life So this is one reason why I'm so excited, because you're making a planetary difference. It's not just business, but it's also in every aspect, I would imagine, with this thing we're calling what-if-up thinking, or what-if-up questioning. That's right. Well, you know, I think what you said is so true, that really we want money, but we want money so that we can do things with it. I don't think anyone just wants it sitting in the bank account uh, growing stale. We all have, um, you know, whenever we're going for those financial goals, those financial goals are there so that we can have, um, you know, a certain lifestyle so that we can make make an impact in a certain way. Right. So you're right. That's really what this is about. It's about the bigger picture and, you know, what is it that you want to do in your life and what is it that – that fuels your passion and and how do you overcome those times when you might be feeling stuck, like you're creating the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, or if you're paying attention to the mainstream media we too much and you're hearing about recessions or depressions or people being laid off and the fear and the doom and gloom, what is our resource? What do we do? What's our alternative? Which leads me to my big first question. You're teaching something called What If Up?, and I remember having lunch with you years ago, and you told me, that, oh, you were very excited about what if up and what if up thinking. And I looked at you for the longest time because I had no clue what you were talking about. <laughs> and I'm imagining people are hearing the phrase what if up in your book, what if it all goes right. I mean, what, what 
Explain, That's a great first please. question. What's the concept? What's the basic well, concept? The basic concept is, you know, we are creating our experience every day, every moment. We all have ideas. We all have dreams and intentions and goals. The question is, what do we do with those inspired ideas? And we really have two choices. Um, we can take an inspired idea and we can say, well, what if the economy is no good right now? What if this is a bad time? And what if I don't have the time to put this in my schedule? We can do what I call what if downing which is using those two words, those powerful words, what if, in a way that basically just zaps all the joy, all the inspiration out of the idea. Um, the other option we have is we can use those same two words, those same little words, what if, and we can what if up. We can use those words to create more possibility. So what if this is the best idea you've had all day? What if yeah. this is going to take you in a completely new direction that changes everything for you. And depending on which way we use our what if, are you what if downing or are you what if upping, um, depending on how we choose to use those two words, uh, it really determines the uh, reality that we create for our lives. I don't know if I ever told you this, but you know, when I was a struggling writer and I was living in this dump and struggling in poverty in Houston, and I had this beat-up roll-top desk, and it wasn't one of those authentic roll-top desks, it was one of those $80 cheapies that I put together myself, I had a little phrase that I had taped to the top of the desk. And this is long before I knew what what if up thinking or what if down thinking was. But the quote said, what if what I'm about to write is worthless, is never published, and is just a waste of time? The lower quote said, what if what I'm about to write is the thing that will make a difference in my life, it will be published, it will be a bestseller, it will make me a lot of money, fame, fortune, blah, blah, blah. And there was a sample right then and there. That little two-line quote is when I sat down to write, I had a choice. I can sit and think, oh, this is a waste of time. What if it doesn't work out? What if nobody likes it? No, what if nobody publishes this? Or the alternative, what if it actually gets published? What if it actually makes a difference in my life? And I'd look at that and go, okay, I'm going to go with the what if up and sit down and start writing. But I didn't know, wow. it was, you know there was no terminology for that at that point. It, to me, was just a quote I found in a writing magazine and cut it out as a reminder because I was wrestling in my own skull with, is this worth my time? Should I be pursuing this? And obviously, I've written 51 books now, so I think it's wor been worth my time. <laughs> I think. So the what if up works. <laughs> the what if up works. That's the point. The what if up works. And I also know because of your book and uh, on your website, whatifup.com, you've got science behind this, which I find so fascinating. Can you say a little bit about that? Yeah, there's been so many studies done on not only the power of positive thinking, which we've been hearing about for years and years and years, but we're learning more and more about why positive thinking is so important because as we focus our thoughts in certain directions, it's really the feelings that those positive thoughts evoke that we're finding are, are what are creating, sculpting the substance of the universe that um, science mm -hmm. is it's quite fascinating. My favorite study is the one about the, the baby chickens. And, uh, yes, I, you've I mean, got to tell that story. That is so yeah, cool. Yeah, this is a, it's a great study, and I love it because in the study, they, they took a robotic chicken, and this is a, just a robot that was programmed for random movement. So anything that's programmed for random movement, you would expect it would move forward as often as it moves backwards. It would move left as often as it moves right. Mm -hmm. There's probably a 50-50 chance that it would go one way or the other. So this robotic chicken was imprinted on a flock of baby chickens. So these chickens, for, for these baby chickens, this robot was 
mama chicken. <laughs> and uh, they put these babies into a cage next to, next to the robot. And it was interesting because what they found in study after study is that the robotic chicken, when it was next to these babies who thought that it was mama, um, was more than two and a half times more likely to move towards the baby chickens. So what should have been a random behavior suddenly became not so random, which has us question what is it that was influencing that robotic movement. Yes, and the, it's influencing you know, of course the, the theory is yeah, the theory is that, that it's the baby chickens wanting to be near mama, that it's their feeling and their intention, their expectation that was actually making a difference in the behavior of the robot. That's worth repeating. The feeling, the expectation, and what was the other part, their behavior? That was yeah, the robot. they're expecting something from this. They're expecting it. They're feeling it. They're uh, connected. There's all, it's all the feeling realm that um, seems to be having an impact. And they've duplicated this in over 70 different studies where they're finding the same types of results. And my thought is, if a baby chicken can do that, <laughs> just think what we could do <laughs> when we get focused and on purpose and intentional and expecting great things to happen. Well, I know on the What If Up website, we're under the category of science. You have that great quote by Albert Einstein that says, reality is merely an illusion, but a very persistent one. Yes. And I've always loved that quote, and it raises mm -hmm. so many issues here. I mean, how in the world can a machine be influenced by a chicken? I mean, <laughs> the, the baby <laughs> chick doesn't have any kind of brain power that we would have, but yet somehow its expectation is influencing machinery? That mm -hmm. sounds preposterous. It sounds ridiculous, and yet they're able to duplicate it in studies. So it's interesting because you know those baby chickens aren't just repeating affirmations to themselves. They're not saying, <laughs> Mama chicken's closer, Mama chicken's closer. Right, they're, right. They're just feeling it. They're just in the moment of the anticipation and the expectation. So, so, what, um, so what's the implication for us? How does this tie into... We're going to think differently. The what if up thinking means, you know, what if down is it's going to all be terrible and this is an awful interview. What if up means it's all going to be fantastic and what if this is the greatest interview of all time. Right. Um, how, how does this play out in a practical way? We're, we're grown-up chickens and we're learning the what <laughs> if up process. How do we make this work? Well, it's the same concept because if we're in a mindset that says this you know, business that I'm launching or this book that I'm writing or whatever it is that we're working on, if we're in the mindset that says, you know, well, what if this is a waste of time? What if this doesn't work? What if I'm just digging a hole for myself? All the feelings that are generated by those types of thoughts are actually creating that reality. They're mm. actually, you know, Somehow, in some way that we have not, science has not quite been able to say why or how, we're just observing that as we have certain feelings that it does create a shift in our reality. So if we were to say, wait a minute, what is my mind throwing out at me? Because it does it all the time. We have these thoughts that it's like, wow, is that the thought that I want to be thinking? And to become conscious of, okay, that was a what-if-down thought. And if we're aware of those what-if-down thoughts, we can in that moment say, well, okay, let's, let's choose a different thought. Let's, let's choose a new possibility. How would I look at this in a different way? Just like you did with you know, the, the what-if mm -hmm. statements on your computer, I'm going to choose a different what-if. And mm -hmm. that what-if is going to feel different. And so the feelings of that evokes are creating a new reality. You're telling me I can learn to do this. Oh, I'm telling you, Joe, you already do. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. So what I'm I'm thinking here of the the Joe of 30 years ago who was yeah. homeless or in poverty and is thinking really depressingly, yeah. almost suicidally. Yes. You know, and I don't, you know, my hypnotic gold uh, listeners aren't going to be in that mindset, but they're probably struggling with negativity. They're probably right. wondering to themselves, is, is my project going to work out? Is my business going to work out? If they have a job, am I going to be able to have my job? If they are creating a product, am I going to be able to sell it? I mean, there's so many negative-based skeptical questions, and it's so much of a habit that they've had for the longest time. How do they interrupt it? to create this new positive thinking, and if positive thinking isn't the right phrase, we'll just go with what if up thinking. How do they right. get into the what if up thinking as the new habit for them? Well, I think the key is just to become, I mean, it starts with awareness because mm-hmm. um, like we're saying, everybody does this. You do it whether you're aware of it or not. This is how creation happens is we think thoughts, we feel feelings, and those feelings create realities. And that happens whether we read a book or study or, or you know, we, it's just the unconscious cycle of creation. What we're doing with What If Upping is we're, we're introducing consciousness into that unconscious cycle. So where our thoughts create our realities, if our thoughts are creating a reality we don't want, the key is to be awake enough to say, okay, now that thought is not, lend, it's not leading me down the path where I want to go. If I were to follow that thought to its natural end result, if my thought is, you know, I don't know if this business is going to work, that the end result of that thought is not where I want to go. Uh, so in that moment of awareness, we can choose, wait a minute, what could I think differently? So it, it takes us really being um, introspective and being aware of what are the thoughts that you're feeding to your business? What are the thoughts you're feeding to your family, to your health? And are they thoughts that are leading you to the objectives that you say that you want? And if they aren't, the great thing is, with a simple little what if, you can start tweaking your thoughts. What about the skeptics who say that you can delude yourself with what if up thinking? For example, <laughs> if they, somebody is listening to this call and they're thinking to themselves, I'm not sure about my business, but I'm going to play the what if up game and mm-hmm. say to myself, what if it actually does fantastic? And so I'm going to tap mm-hmm. out my credit cards, and I'm going to put money behind this thing, and then it doesn't mm-hmm. work out. Uh-huh. Could they be deluding themselves, or in the process of what if up thinking, do you actually kind of correct your course? And maybe if you did take your credit cards and use them, it would actually work out because of the what if up thinking. Well, I mean, absolutely. It, I mean, it's a it's a principle. It's a universal law. It works no matter what. But I think you bring up a good point. Is people say, well, you know, what if this works? What if I charge this on my credit card? And and so you know, we start justifying mm-hmm. doing things that. Um, you know, our wisdom, we talk in the book about wisdom. The imagination puts out the possibility, but the wisdom is that aspect of your soul, that, of your heart that says, okay, is this really mine to do? Because you could say, you know, what if I do more marketing for my product? What if marketing is going to help me create more sales? Well, okay, well, that might lead me on the right path. That doesn't mean max out the credit card. Because if you say, well, what if I, max, what if I put this on a credit card? Um, then you have to do a wisdom check and say, okay, how do I feel when I think about putting this on my credit card? Like, is it, your wisdom will guide you because most of the time when people are making decisions that lead them um, to a negative outcome, there's that feeling of, oh, but I really can't afford this, but I'm going to go for it anyway, but I really can't afford this. And so th- there's not an alignment in the feelings that say, yes, 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 do it. Got it. Whereas if you were to use the what if question, you could say, okay, well, what if there was another way 
to get my marketing done? What if there is a way that was more cost effective? What if there is a way where I can have greater return for the time I put in? And you'll start noticing which ideas resonate the most. It's not a matter of kidding yourself. Yeah, and this is where it gets real exciting to me because I gave you the negative example of somebody who's possibly got to go tap out their credit cards. But if they've Mm -hmm. actually learned to use what-if-up thinking, they may ask a different question and say something to the effect of, uh, what's another way for me to do marketing without using my credit cards? Mm-hmm. There they you start go. To, they start to think differently, which is one of the side benefits I've learned from doing this ever since I learned it from you and read your book and everything else, is that your thinking itself starts to change in a more what-if-up direction mm-hmm. without you trying. Right. So in other words, after you've put on the, the shoes and you've worn them for a while, your thinking becomes what-if-up oriented, and you ask it almost all the time so that instead of going in a negative direction, you start to go in a positive one because of the what-if-up yes. thinking. Yes, absolutely. Well, well, and your yeah. feelings are really your guide there because mm-hmm. as you become more awake and, and more uh, aware of the, the relationship between your thoughts and the way you feel about your thoughts, then you can start noticing that, okay, my imagination just threw out a thought that says the only way I can have the success I want is if I, um, you know, mm-hmm. put it on my credit card. So you might have that thought, and it may not feel good. It may feel like, well, you know, I can't mm-hmm. afford it or whatever the feeling is that goes with it. Well, when you notice those feelings, that's your clue. Go back to your imagination. Go back to the question, what if, and keep looking because there's endless, endless, endless ways to get from point A to point B. Um, so we just got to find the way that, that feels the best, find the way that best fits your, your own. I love this. Perfect. I love this. Uh, just for anybody that didn't write it down, I'm talking to Mindy Odlin. The website is whatifup.com, and she has a new book out that you definitely want to get. It's described on the site. It's What If It All Goes Right. Mindy, one of the things I'd like to hear, and I think people would, listening would want to hear, are some examples of the average person, uh, some people that have used the concept to create real changes in their lives. I know I've heard some miraculous stories from you, including that homeless thing that we were talking about recently. So yeah. what, what are a few stories you like to tell of individuals that have used this? Or well, the thing, yeah, the thing that I love about it is that it's something you can do just sort of in the privacy of your own mind. It's really simple. And, you know, I use it if I'm running late. I use it to, uh, to help myself calm down. Like, oh, what if they're running late too? You know, what if, <laughs> what if this gives them time to get some coffee and relax before I get there? So I use it to help myself, you know, de-stress whenever I'm feeling anxiety. It's, it's a really quick, easy way to, to shift your own mindset so that you can show up in the world powerfully. Um, but what I also love is when people get together, because when people come together to what if up in groups, there's an energy where two or more are gathered. There's an energy there that expands possibility in a way that um, is really miraculous. Uh, and I've had people who have, um, you know, they'll come into a group, they'll come into a circle, and, and maybe they thought, you know, someday, maybe, maybe I might buy a house, and they'll talk about it in their circle and they'll see possibility and everyone will say, well, what if, what if you meet a great agent and what if you find a great deal and what if it's in the perfect part of town and six weeks later they'll end up as a homeowner when it was just sort of a, a faint possibility in the past. So I've seen people manifest wow. uh, their soulmates out of this, um, travel around the world. Uh, but I also see people who are able to manifest uh, sort of the inner uh, achievements of, of you know, what if I find greater peace in my life? What if I 
understand forgiveness in a new way mm. and using the what if question to really go deeper in your own inner path uh, so that you're enjoying, like you said in the beginning, enjoying life and experiencing happiness and purpose in, in everything that we do. Tell us about the, uh, the food drive thing that you did when you were in the Austin area a month or two ago. Yeah, this was that, really that illustrates fun. all of this, and it helps. It melts down some negativity or some beliefs. It does. You know, we talk a lot about imagination, but the other side of that is is your wisdom and how do you take inspired action. Mm-hmm. So I was teaching a workshop on inspired action, and I thought, well, how do you teach that? Uh, you definitely don't teach inspired action in the classroom. So uh, these people came to a workshop. We had ten people there at a church, and I gave them a scavenger hunt list only it wasn't your typical scavenger hunt. On this list was a list of food items like crackers and bottled water and raisins and things like that that we could put into lunch bags um, and then take with us, put in our car, and give to people that are homeless and hungry. And I gave them 75 minutes. I gave them a list, and I told them, you can't spend any money, and you can't ask for money. Go (laughs) get as much as you can in 75 minutes. And these 10 people came back 75 minutes later with enough food to fill over 92 lunch bags. That's and amazing. we had food left over because we had commitments from some grocery stores that said, if you come back on Monday, we've got more for you. So over 100 people fed because 10 people took an hour to take inspired action. Well, let's break this down. That's, that's an amazing story. I know because you've told me the story in detail right after you did this event that mm-hmm. two objections that people have is they don't have the time and they don't have the money. Yes. And you overcame both of those by saying they didn't have to use any money. In fact, you requested them not to, and they weren't going to ask for any money. And you limited the time to 75 minutes, which I'm so curious. Why is it 75? Why wasn't it 50 or 60? Or why, <laughs> why was 75 the minute? 75, I gave them 75 minutes because I wanted them to have an hour out on the streets, and I gave them a little bit of drive time to get out of the church parking lot and to get back <laughs> in the church parking lot. I gave them a 15-minute buffer, really, to, to get in the car and get on the street, and then once they were there, then they could decide where they wanted to go. So essentially, it was, it was an hour of being out there, um, trying different things, and really being innovative. And that's really what it's, it's about is, you know, we all say we have these great plans, and a lot of times people say, well, I have this dream, but I don't have the money to make this dream happen, or I don't have the time to put into this particular intention. And the whole point of, of this particular workshop is to say, you know, there are a lot of things that we can do with no money if we get creative. Um, it doesn't take a whole lot of time to have a really powerful impact when we start thinking in a new way. And the other thing that, um, that I, I didn't mention is before they – took their keys and went out in their cars. We had three different teams. Um, each of the teams took five minutes to what if up. So uh, you know, what if we call friends? What if we text people and have them bring stuff to the church? What if, you know, they just what if, what if we go to a grocery store? Yeah. They what if for five minutes, and then they spent another five minutes from those ideas discerning their plan of action. So were they excited when you gave them this, or were they intimidated, or did they get frustrated and say, uh, no money in one hour? This is impossible. What was yeah, their it mindset? Yeah, it was interesting. It was, a, it was a broad range. There were some that were like, oh, great, this sounds like fun and adventure, and they were all excited, ready to go. It was probably a third of the group that was like that. There was uh, probably a third that was kind of like, well, you know, I'm, I'm game. 
I'll see what happens. <laughs> and there was probably a third that was like, I don't know. I, I told him, I, yeah. too, I said, if you feel inspired to go to Starbucks for the next hour and drink coffee, you can come back. It, 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 it wasn't about the result. It was about the process. Uh, so, uh, and, but nobody, and, nobody went and uh, had a coffee break. Everybody gave it all they had to give. No, when they the went out there, how did, how did they raise? How did they raise money without asking for money? How did they receive this? I know people listening here are going to be wondering that themselves. <laughs> you know, they they go out, you send these people on this assignment, you know, and they can't ask for money. They got uh-huh. sixty, seventy-five minutes. How did they do it? What did they do? Well, the great thing was, and everybody got what they needed to get out of it for their own journey. Like there was one woman who um, was wanting to launch a business and she was feeling really stuck because everything she knew to do didn't work. Well, her team, first thing they did was they went to a grocery store and she had four people in her team. So two of them went off to go collect food from friends that they knew in the neighborhood. They'd been you know, calling and texting and all that. But two of them were dropped off at the grocery store. They went to the grocery store, went to the manager, told them what they were doing, and the answer was no. You know, uh, said, we need to have a manager. There's nobody here right now. So the way that uh, she thought it was going to work didn't work. And uh, there they were, <laughs> waiting yeah. for their car to pick them up. So they had to get creative. And one of them said, well, if you look at the items on the list, most of them are snack items. So they went to the snack aisle. And they started looking for people who were already buying those items and asking you know, they saw someone said, hey, would you, here's our list, here's what we're doing, would you like to put in an extra bag of goldfish <laughs> for the uh-huh. homeless? And the woman said, yes, but I'm not done shopping. So she said, when I'm done shopping, then I'll, I'll pay. And they said, well, that doesn't work. So they loaded up with all these snacks, and they went to the self-checkout aisle, and they had their scavenger hunt list and, and said, uh-huh. you know, a, a bag of goldfish, $1.67, would you like to help the homeless and, and scan this in with your groceries? And wow. they literally stood there at the self-checkout with you know with things that they wanted and saying who wants to get the raisins who wants to get the the crackers and they had a great they had great success and when they came back were they all excited or were they uh you know they they were so pumped up and that was the greatest thing is that's really the point is when we start going for things not knowing how we're going to do it but being in the possibility of it and, and then we begin to see that there's success out of that. We're able to see, wow, I didn't know how I could do this, but I'm having success anyway because I'm just out there, you know, going for it. So the energy when they came back was just through the roof. It was really amazing. And it's that energy that created the results. And I love that's worth repeating. It's the energy itself that helped create those results. The, yeah. the high energy that was intensified and there was definite direction and purpose and focus and a sense of doing the impossible, and I would suppose, underneath it mm-hmm. all. And uh, people would come up to them. They, they would walk into like a drugstore, and they'd go you know, to ask to speak to the manager. But in the, in the process of speaking to the manager, people would come up to them and say, what are you all doing? Because they were so alive and so they were giggling and having fun and just oh, not attached to the outcome, just seeing how, how much can we do in this hour. And people would come up to them and say, wow, this is really cool. How can I help you? Now, there's an ele- interesting element going on here that I don't know that you've addressed in other conversations, but it's the team element. Mm-hmm. It didn't, you didn't send these people out as individuals, go do it on your mm-hmm. own, which I, they could do, but I imagine it would be a wee bit more challenging. Yes. Uh, at least that's how I imagine it. But you sent yes. them out in groups. And mm-hmm. I know that there's power. It's almost like a mastermind. It's a support team. It's an accountability mm-hmm. team. They're all energies pretty much on the same page. So you've designed the What If Up Club 
mm-hmm. you've done what if up parties. Mm-hmm. So maybe you should talk about the power of doing this as a group and how to set it up as a group. Yeah, there's so many advantages to coming together with other people of like mind um, in, in our challenge to, to feed the homeless. There are people who literally said, I would never have tried that on my own. Yeah. <laughs> but it was yeah. having the other people there willing to try with them that gave mm-hmm. them the courage to do something that they, they were uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, it stretched them outside their comfort zone, but they had that buddy there. Um, and they also had a video camera. The video camera really emboldened them, too. Oh, to, no, wait a minute. The video camera, somebody was filming or following them around? Or? Yeah, I sent them uh, out with my, uh, my flip video camera and oh, said, you know, okay. capture your journey. And I think it just made it fun for them to, yeah. get to, to say, you know, what I'm doing is something that is, is unique and, and special, and it, mm-hmm. it, it did em- embolden them. But I think the, the main thing, as you mentioned, is, just having people around us that will play with us. You know, so, what are we trying to create? Let's do it together, and it, it makes us uh, much more resourceful. Okay, so we have people that are listening that are all over the, the world, actually, and mm-hmm. somebody's in North Dakota or South Korea. I don't know where they're at, but they want to go and create a What If Up club so they can learn the What If Up thinking and teach it and reinforce yeah. it and raise their energy in a mastermind. How do they yeah. go about doing that? Well, the best way to start is really with the book. Um, when you get the book, there's a, a link for a uh, free leader resources that tells you how to, how to start a group. And it doesn't have to be anything big and fancy. We have groups that literally people just invite over, you know, four or five friends, invite them over for dinner, and after dinner they sit around the coffee table and they what if up together. You know, what is it you want to create? And then they share possibilities, brainstorm, and mastermind together. So it can be as simple as that. Um, or you, you might want to create, you know, a group at your church or a group in your office, um, your coworkers, uh, your family. I mean, really, anytime you get some people together, you know, it only takes one person. Um, four or five is great for a what if up group, um, and, and the resources for that are all online. Now, once you start a group, if you want to grow it and and have, uh, you know, my support. I love to support people who are leading groups. Uh, we have a website at the What If Up Club. Dot com and that gives you a place. It's, it's a social networking site for what if uppers, and if you have uh, groups that are meeting, you can post those events up there too, so people can find you. So that one's at the what if up club dot com. The what if up club dot com. You got okay. it. All right, and the book, of course, uh, is what if it all goes right. And mm-hmm. for those who don't know and might care, I wrote the introduction to it. And I'm very proud of it because it illustrates what I did to save my butt when I was in Russia. <laughs> I love and that story, Joe. was teaching and speaking to one of the toughest audiences I've ever been in front of in my entire life. And they were demanding more from me. And when push came to shove, I pulled the what-if-up thinking exercises out of my back pocket, taught it to the group in Moscow, and the energy went through the roof. People were finally moving and laughing and uh, being excited. And, and this was a process that had to be translated to them. I had to speak it in such a simple way that it could be translated, so it had to be translated into Russian to them. And then they had to work with each other. But they were able to do it, which is evidence that this is very simple. 
And at this point in time, I just came back from Poland where I did another seminar, and I always do the what-if-upping at these seminars anymore, and I always say, get Mindy's book, which I think you told me <laughs> you got some orders or an order from Poland. Yeah, yeah, well, like there's an order yeah. coming in from Poland. I'm like, that's got to be Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out there as a missionary for you. That's but great. The, I love it. So when an individual gets together, say they, they get their office workers, or say they got friends, uh, they've invited five people over for dinner, and they're sitting down, and after they're done with their food, they move their plates away, they're all having a little bit of wine, and one of them says, let me teach you what if up thinking. Mm-hmm. What is the best way to explain it or demonstrate it so everybody gets it in an instant? Yeah, I think the best way really is to demonstrate it because we can talk about it. And people get the idea that, you know, we use what if in in a couple different ways and and you can use it more powerfully. What I like to do is I like to just take an example, either an example from somebody that's there in the room or just make up an example. You know, I'll I'll make up, uh, you know, a a fake person and say, okay, Harry here wants to write a book. So what are some things that he might think, you know, when he sets this goal that he wants to write a book? Well, if he were to what if down, he might think, it's, you know, what if it doesn't work? What if I don't know how? What if I can't get started? What if I don't have time? But if you were to what if up, what would he think? And then we just practice, you know, we practice. It's sometimes nice to practice with something that isn't real for anybody just so people get the sense of it. But it doesn't take long for people to catch on because we do this unconsciously anyway. So we're just bringing consciousness to a process that, you know, our mind is always throwing out possibilities. We are always looking at what we want to create and throwing out ideas about whether it's possible or whether it's not. So this is just about getting conscious about choosing the thoughts that all resonate with possibility. And, and that's why it creates so much energy, no matter what country you're in. It's a, it's a universal um, drive. I mean, it's something that's within us all to be uh, inspired by our own dreams and our own goals. I love that, to be inspired by our own dreams and our own goals. Can we demonstrate this for my hypnotic gold listeners right now? Can you and Absolutely. I do this on something? Absolutely, yes. Uh, I, well, I have something that just came to mind. I can throw it out there and see if you want to play with it. Sure. Uh, uh, I write a monthly column for Austin All Natural Magazine, uh, which you mm-hmm. know, and Michael Abedin publishes it. And he asked me for one for August, and I immediately went blank thinking, just go look at my blog. I've already written, you know, 4,000 things. <laughs> but a part of me would like to write something new and exclusive, and I'm, I don't, I'm not sure what to write. <clears throat> so I would throw that out there, I guess, is here's my challenge. I want to write a 500-word, 600-word article for Austin All Natural Magazine that's inspiring, informative, new, different, that he and the readers love. And I'm um, not sure what to say. Okay, well, that's a great place to start. And, and the thing to know before we what if up, I do have the rules. When you get the book, it gives you all the rules. Oh, good, okay. Um, and one thing to know from the rules is that this is not about creating a to-do list, and mm-hmm. it's also not about solving problems. So I think where most people would go with, with a, an intention like that is, oh, we've got to figure out what that article is about. Yeah. And that's, that's the problem solver in us that wants to fix the problem. And oh, this, this is, is not so what that's good. About. I'm so glad we brought this up. Yes. Okay, so it's not about creating a to-do list, and it's not about solving a problem. Right. Uh, and, and as you're receiving the ideas from your group, so, Joe, if you were to put that out to a group, yeah. you would say that, um, you know, we're not here to coach, we're not here to fix, but as you're receiving the ideas, to receive all of them in a state of gratitude, mm. that, you know, I may throw out an idea, and you may think, well, that's a terrible idea, I've tried that before, I've written about that before, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And you can think those things quietly in your head when people give you ideas, mm-hmm. but, but 
not to give any voice to them because those are the, those are the words, those are the thoughts that, that shut off that creative valve. Yeah. And the purpose of what if nothing is really to activate that creative side of you where, where possibility lives, where solutions, they, the solution is already there. The article is already, what yeah. if that article is already written <laughs> in the mind of the universe? Uh-huh. And what if this is just creating that opening, that path, so that you can be led to that uh, perfect article that you write so effortlessly? You know, what if it is fun writing this article and what if, the, uh, the clarity comes to you in, in a moment, and it's, it's so clear that you know exactly what's yours to write. That's beautiful. I'm already, yeah, we, go ahead. Are you excited about it? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm already smiling for a couple of reasons. One is I had forgotten that in the what if I'm thinking, it's not about solving a problem. Right. It, it's not about creating a to-do list, which I now so vividly remember from the book and from w- when you've spoken. You know, you've spoken a lot, and we've done seminars together, and you would point that out. So I had forgotten it. Just taking that out of my consciousness freed my creativity. Yes. So in other, in other words, instead of having a wrench in my hand looking like, okay, how am I going to use this to solve the problem or stop the leak or whatever it is the metaphor is, Instead, I'm just going like, I'm not actually going to solve the problem. What I'm going to do is just play with possibilities here and see how it feels or get to the point where it just feels so cool that <laughs> I do whatever is inspired to do next. Right. And it might be that <laughs> possible article ideas come up. You know, it yeah. might be that you write about this phone call. You know, what if, yes. you, what yeah. if you write about this? What if you, I mean, the, so it could be that a solution pops up in the form of a what if question, um, but it's not about solving people's problems because once you start going into that mindset of trying to solve the problem, like you said, the creative, the creative energy kind of gets pinched off. And if we can yeah. just be in the possibility, uh, this article is, I mean, Joe, you already know, it's already in you. Uh, you, you may not be conscious of what it is, mm-hmm. but what if this article is already in you and it's just waiting for your head to clear and get out of the right. way a little bit so that it can be born? <laughs> Yes, and many times I, I tell people, you know, I may have written a lot, but I'm really just a stenographer. It, it, com- <laughs> it comes through and I write it down. Yes. You know? Yes. So, well, no, that's, that's, that's wonderful. Thing. What a Is wonderful good? clarity. Good. Well, you know, I think that we, you know, one of the things I tell people is that wisdom, your wisdom is, is yours. It's within you. And no one, I can offer suggestions. I could say, you know, Joe, why, why don't you write about um, your catarium, <laughs> Joe, mm-hmm, why don't you write mm-hmm. about your new, you know, your newest car? You know, what, why don't yeah. you, you know, what if you did this? What if you do that? And I can throw out possibilities. I can throw out things based on my own experience that have worked for me. Mm. But ultimately, no one has the uh, the answer for you. You you have your own solutions, and it's that wisdom within you. And we become aware of our wisdom that says, okay, of all these possibilities. Here's the one. This is the one that lands. This is the one that's mine to do. And no one can give that to you. That's why we don't problem solve because you already have the answer. We're just putting it out there so you can recognize it when you see it. I guess I have to ask the question. When I do these hypnotic gold interviews, I always try to play psychic and guess what the questions would be on the listeners' minds. Uh And I can imagine there's at least one person out there going, well, if this doesn't solve problems, what in the world am I doing it for? (laughs) If it's not going to help me, maybe I don't want a to-do list, but if I've got a problem here and I'm I'm doing my what-if up thinking on it and it's not going to solve the problem, what's the Uh point? Well, that's a great, that is a really great question because the irony is when we stop trying to solve our problems, Uh they get solved. (laughs) 
And we talk in the book about non-attachment. What happens is we get so attached to having to find the answers and having to find it in a certain way. And we have this, this mindset of here's what I think needs to happen for me to solve my problem. Well, it's that old thinking that has us stuck. So how do you get unstuck? You have to shift around the thinking. So you may be thinking, well, if this isn't going to solve my problems, then I don't want to do it. Well, the irony is when you stop trying to solve your problems, the answers emerge because the answers, I mean, the possibilities are all around us, swimming all around us, and everything we need is right here for us. The only thing stopping us from seeing the problem is us. So this is a chance to get out of your way. The, the, it's, you know, the irony is if you're trying, if you're trying to get there, uh, it's always just beyond your grasp. But if you're willing to let your mind just kind of be in, um, just like we were doing, be in the end result. So what is, you know, what if this article is, you know, the best article you've ever written? You know, mm-hmm. what if people call you and say, wow, that, is, that one really touched my heart? You know, oh, wow. what if you put yourself in the end result and let that create the space to solve the problem? That feels great. I'm so glad I asked that question and you were entertaining me with that because I think it's illustrated the whole process in a very vivid way for everybody listening. Mm-hmm. So I also got to mention that your own website is MindyOdlin.com, A-U-D-L-I-N, and you've got something called the Spirit of the New Economy as your tagline. Uh-huh. And I don't know if this is the right turn or anything at this point. I'm sure we can tie it in. But with so many people concerned about the economy, what are you talking about with the spirit of the new economy? What are you seeing here? What, what, is, what do you see in our – look in your crystal ball for a minute and tell us what the future holds. Well, I can tell you what I'm noticing and what's been changing in these past couple of years because I think we can all nod our heads and say, yes, everything is changing. And as a, as a former spiritual leader and spiritual teacher – um, you know, what I notice is that the, the pattern, the trend, is that things are changing and evolving into a way that is really much more in alignment with spiritual principles, that really the spirit of the new economy is, you know, we are much more authentic than we've ever been before. We're much more connected than we've ever been before. And the companies that are still doing the old, <laughs> the old um, I don't know, the old-style marketing, the old-style networking where it's mm-hmm. – um, look at my business card, you know, and, and sort of yeah. bulldozing people with, here's who I am and, and here, buy from me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't work anymore. The, the new paradigm that's emerging is really about relationships and connectedness and, mm. and uh, authenticity. And uh, so it, it's really exciting to see all that's being mm-hmm. born. The What If Up clubs are specifically designed to help people connect. So part of the things that you're getting out of coming into a group, it's not just the possibility, it's the relationships that are formed when you put an intention out to a group and are vulnerable in that way to be able to um, let people share ideas for you. We get connected. Um, it's, the new era is all about collaboration. You know, how can what you're trying to create um, mesh with what I'm trying to create? How can we work together so that we're both more successful, so that we're all more successful? And, uh, and then we also talk about contributions. It's, it's, it's a new world where uh, the more you give, uh, the more you receive, and it's an old, old spiritual teaching, but it's more true now than it has ever been in a very tangible economic sense that, um, you know, you give first and uh, create those relationships first. So it's, it's a very exciting time, I think, to be an entrepreneur, to be in business because of all these shifts that are happening. So when you look out in the world and you hear about doom and gloom or recession or even the big D word depression, 
Mm-hmm. What, what do you think? Do you think there's just a new economy being born, or what's your different interpretation of the mainstream news version? Well, of course, I always think in possibility. So mm-hmm. it's like I may not know the answer, but I know there's a possibility that, you know, what if all these things we're experiencing right now are simply the labor pains of a new paradigm that's being born that is radically more evolved than anything we've ever experienced before. So I could, I could what if down into a possibility that, that has plenty of facts to support it, or I could what if up and see, see you know, what is the possibility in all of the um, hardship that has been happening for people around the globe in the past few years. You know, what if this is the collapse of old, outdated models? And what if what's being born, you know, like, like pruning the bushes, you know, what if this new growth that's, that's sprouting forth from this is exactly what we need? You know, what if this makes us stronger and better and, and more alive, more connected than we've ever been before? I love so it. I think that's the possibility. So I'm talking to Mindy Odlin, author of the new book, What If It All Goes Right?, and the main website is whatifup.com, though she also has her site, mindyodlin.com. And before we round out here and have to leave, there's so many things I can still ask you. But you teach people about inspired action, and you gave that great example earlier about the, you know, you have no money, you have no time, so go on and raise, you know, food for the homeless mm-hmm. in 65 minutes or mm-hmm. 75 minutes. So what might be some inspired action challenges we can lay down for the hypnotic gold members? What if we just what if up for a couple of minutes for things for them to do? And one of them obviously is go to your website, whatifup.com, and go explore all of that. Uh, Or obviously go get your book, which I think is a fantastic, brilliant book, masterpiece, inspiring. It teaches the whole technique and everything that we're not going to be able to cover in this short call. And that's What If It All Goes Right by Mindy Mm Ogden. So what might well, be a couple yeah, challenges? That's great. That's a great question. So what if, what if from listening to this, what if, they, uh, what if you connect with someone um, who is of like mind, maybe someone else in the Hypnotic Gold program? What if you connect with someone and uh, become what-if-up partners? What if you had a, a what-if-up mastermind and any time you're feeling stuck, you had someone you could go to and, uh, and what if together? Or what if you created a, what if you decide you want to host a party and you, you know, set a date for that party and say, okay, come on, everybody, come on over to my place, mm-hmm. uh, make it a potluck. <laughs> you know, what if, what if you found a group of people that could really support you in um, moving through the challenges? And, and what if you decided you wanted to meet on a regular basis? What if you start a what if up club in your community that not only lets you connect with great people, but also lets you, uh, together, find inspired ways to contribute back to your community. Wow! And what if Any everybody fun? started to uh, what if everybody started to keep track of their what if up stories, and then they sent them to you, and that can be volume two of your book. It oh, I like love it! I love it. Chicken soup uh, for the what if up soul. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and That's what if they great. what if they use social media to yeah. help all of their followers what if up their day? You know, Absolutely. what if the tweets that go out are things like, what if the, the next five minutes are the best minutes of, the, of your hour? Or what oh, if yeah. uh, you come up with the greatest idea of today? Or, or what if today's the day you're going to meet some, a, a particular person that's going to change the, or dramatically improve your income? And you can use tweets as a way to what if up support to everybody yes. behind you. And, of course, as you're what if upping the tweets, you're what if upping them in your own head. Yes, so, 
Oh, that's powerful. That, that's really powerful. And, and if, for those that want to join us, we do What If Up on Facebook all the time, facebook.com slash whatifup. Um, or on Twitter, just use the hashtag whatifup with no spaces. And uh, you, can, you can follow the What If Up party on Twitter and contribute to that too. Wow. Because uh, you know, it's always nice to have a little dose of, uh, of possibility throughout the day. And that's, that's what we do. Well, let me ask you a couple final questions here. And these are just going to be curveballs for you. Uh, I'm thinking of them on the fly. I'm what if upping uh, this very interview. Uh-huh. So one of them is you've interviewed a lot of spiritual teachers. Yes. Because uh, you did that uh, thing for two years, the radio show mm-hmm. at least, right, or mm-hmm. longer. Yep, yep. Um, who, what teacher stood out and why? Oh, good question. Well, you know, Joe, I always loved interviewing you. This is such a treat because this is the first time you've interviewed me. I've interviewed you lots of times. <laughs> well, there's karma so, for you. It comes right back around. So That's right. That's right. So that's always fun. Um, you know, I think probably the most profound experience I had uh, in, in doing the radio show was I had an opportunity to interview Eckhart Tolle. Yeah. And uh, this was right after he had finished that big uh, series of, uh, webinars with, with Oprah. Oprah. He actually went yeah. from Chicago to uh, to Unity Village, where I was able to do a video, sit down, you know, sit next to him, and and ask him whenever I wanted to ask him for an hour. Wow! Uh, so that was really an amazing experience, simply because Eckhart is such a great model of um, he's such a humble man. I mean, he's so wise and so humble and so in the moment that sitting next to him, there is this this deep feeling of peace that that I felt in, in just sitting with him and, and looking into his, his beautiful, he's got these, eye, these blue eyes that mm-hmm. are, there's just such wisdom in those eyes. Uh, that I, I walked away from that interview for, for weeks um, feeling wow. more present and breathing deeper and appreciating the beauty that was all around me. Uh, so that was, you know, it's always nice to be able to actually sit next to someone yeah. and, and Feel well, their their energy, and and he was he was a he is a, re, a remarkable person. And you did more than just sit with him. You asked him to autograph a copy of his book for me. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Because I know you collect those autographed books, so I anytime well, I have an opportunity, I'm getting you a book. That well, that was wonderful, and thank you again for doing that. <laughs> that was amazing. Well, when it comes to final thoughts for the Hypnotic Gold members, what do you want them to? Um, to do or remember or to think about as they go uh, through the rest of their day after this phone call, after this interview? I, I think the main thing is, is to just be aware of you know, the times when anytime we're trying to stretch and do something that we've never done before, the, it's, it's likely that we're going to have some of those what-if-down thoughts that mm. pop up because if, if they weren't there, then we would have already created that in our life. So anytime we're stretching and growing and trying new things, those doubts, you know, they're likely to pop up. Anxiety, it, it, it could be there. So this is, uh, I guess, my one thing that I would, I would hope for everyone is that this helps you become uh, more aware of when those feelings or when those thoughts pop up to know that you can take those and use those for good, that all of those doubts and anxieties are going to give you clarity for what you want to create, and then you can use that what-if question to, to tweak the thought until you find a better feeling thought and then a better thought and a better thought and a better thought. Uh, and it can turn your day around. And when you turn your day around, of course, that turns your week around and your year around uh-huh. and it changes everything. Um, and it all begins you know, with the thought that we're thinking 
right now. That would be my hope for everybody. That's wonderful. Well, besides your book, do you have any uh, DVDs or audios or trainings? Or I know you speak a lot. We do. But, yeah. yeah, I speak a lot. And we have the book, uh, of course, uh, gives you a lot of background about the What If Up philosophy and why it works. There is also a, a DVD. Uh, there's actually two DVDs that are for your house parties. So if you want, decide you want to have some people over to your house and you don't want to give them the rules, <laughs> people say, I don't want to tell my friends what the rules are. Um, I have a DVD of myself facilitating a workshop for your friends or oh, for nice. your coworkers so that all you have to do is invite them over to dinner, pop in the DVD, and I give the overview of what it is. I describe what What If Up is. Um, you know, it's, you know, think of what you want to what if up, pause the tape here, <laughs> pause the DVD. Beautiful, so, so it walks them through start. that. It really walks you through so that you can do this. There's one that's specifically for um, corporate groups or business groups with business examples, and there's another DVD that has uh, examples that are more generic, uh, more um, all-encompassing for different things that could happen in your life. So and is this all on the whatifup.com website? Yes, you can find okay. all of these at whatifup.com. And I also know that you send out a weekly what if up uh, newsletter. Yes, and when people what if sign update. Up, yeah, <laughs> yeah, when people sign up, they get a video gift, right? A 2.5 yes. minute. What is the turn? 2.5 minute turnaround. What's the gift they get when they sign up for your newsletter? Well, this is a video that um, it's a real short video. It's like a six minute video that gives you a technique along with a a worksheet that you can fill out. So if you find that your thinking is not taking you where you want to go, but you just don't know what to do with it, and that happens a lot. It's like, well, I don't, you know, anything else that I tried just doesn't feel right. You can go to this two-and-a-half-minute turnaround, watch the video. It walks you through how to use the, uh, the worksheet in a way where you can literally take a, a goal or an intention or somewhere where you're stuck, a challenge, an obstacle, and uh, mentally turn it around in two-and-a-half minutes. It doesn't wow. take long. Yeah. But I, I, have to go, I already signed up, but I don't remember seeing that. So I have to go sign up again, I guess. Go sign up again. <laughs> <laughs> So you can sign up for a newsletter at whatifup.com. Mindy, I can't thank you enough. I've been talking to Mindy Odlin. Go to whatifup.com, get her book, What If It All Goes Right. Mindy, thank you. I love you. Thanks. I'm grateful Thanks. for you. You're doing God's work. Uh, I'm, I'm just a, a, amazed and impressed. Well, thank you, Joe. Always, always a pleasure to spend time with you. And, uh, and thank you for the opportunity to, to talk with all the people that you hold so dear. Thank you. Okay, everybody, I'll see you next month with another Hypnotic Gold audio treasure. Dr. Joe Vitale, over and out. Remember, expect miracles.